Yes, people, welcome back to another episode. I have the long-awaited Tim Sheaf on the podcast. Really incredible. Tim gave me some time to sit down with him. It was a debut in the back of the van, the new studio, as I navigate van life in the UK. Yes, it's cold currently in the winter, but I'm doing good. Thanks for the messages from people, a little concerned, but all is well. So Tim Sheaf, I have been admiring this guy from afar for a a couple of years now. He's navigated his journey in such a way I'm so curious about. He is a true seeker, he's called himself that from the start, and I feel he does a service to humanity because he speaks about his journey in such a way that he doesn't silence any part of it for anyone else. And I've truly admired that from, from the beginning. I've seen that in him. I feel he has always just done his best in the moment. And when he's changed the course of things or shifted gears slightly, He's just been full out, completely honest with things. And of course, he has his demons like everyone, but he does everyone a service from speaking to that. And it was a powerful conversation. We talked for a couple of hours on loads of different subjects, and I just wanted to get to know this guy a little bit more. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. For me, it was a uh, true pleasure to spend the time with him. We ended up spending the whole day together and just walking and speaking similar context of these conversations so it truly is a an authentic conversation with me and Tim and I I hope you feel that because although podcasting is a unique environment my job is to bring you authenticity and truth within it so thanks for listening appreciate your time as always leave me a review wherever you're listening if you want to head over to YouTube and watch this it is live on my channel if you do that please subscribe I have a monthly emailer that's going out in January. So subscribe to that. You can head over to thechrisgeisler.com, find out what I've also got going on in the men's workspace. I've got some retreats coming up in 2023. So you can find out how to get involved with those on the website. But for now, just enjoy this episode with Tim Sheaf. Yes, mate. Yes, Chris. Whew. Thanks for doing this, man. Hey, thanks for inviting me. It's been, I mean, we were kind of messaging for a few months, right? Uh-huh. It's been a while. And, uh, yeah, getting it in. I yeah. think you did a live, Where the Rope Live, and I was like, you opened a podcast, mm. getting you on the spot. Yeah, and, I'll, <laughs> and I've been not open to them, and then what did I say? I said, in a few months I will be when I'm yeah. settled or something. Yeah. 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 Are you settled? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say just about, yeah, just about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'd yeah. Settle but not settle, <laughs> for sure. You kind of somewhat don't want to be, do you, in a way? Yeah, I guess you always got to be striving for something, but uh, mm. yeah, I don't know. Striving, I think it's in it's deep within us to strive. I think so, yeah. yeah. I think it's programmed into us to want to progress at whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. Have a direction. Definitely. Somewhat, that kind of feeds into it. Yeah. Every time I... So I'm so excited for this conversation because mm. people know who listen to the podcast and who know me. I've wanted to get you on for, for years, you know. You were one of the people that I maybe wrote down of like some of the people I want to chat to. Mm. And I never st- strived for guests that were like, you know, sought after or well established or a clump of, some, some sort of measurement of success or had this amount of followers. It was never that. It was like, mm the humans, the people that I mm-hmm. want to spend time with. Mm-hmm. And that for me is, it's done well. I've never like not put out an episode so I feel like I'm doing something well. But it's, every time I, 
uh, would stumble across your page or you'd put out some content or I'd talk to someone about you, like you have similar people that I know, they'd say, yes, Tim's a special human. <laughs> you know? Oh, well How does that land when... Yeah, I don't know. It makes me feel emotional. I also want to reject it. Also, it it feeds a part of me that I don't think is healthy, actually. Because mm. I think that's something that I want to be seen as, right? I think a lot of us have that feeling. Yeah, acceptance. Yeah, acceptance. And when I like when you, when they said it, I'm like, it made me feel like happy, but I could also feel that it was just a, it's not it wasn't like the real. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like a real happiness. It was like feeling an injury of like feeling an injury. Yeah, do you know do you know what I mean when I say that? Like mm. an emotional injury of like. And we can get deep straight off the bat. Here. Yeah, because I relate there, everything. Is to there my an, it's an origin story to that? Do you think? Yeah, I'd say it was one of one of the what what. For me, the the journey the last few years has been to try to understand love, right? Because that is ultimately like the most important thing for any of us. That's everything that's ever made life good, and that's everything that's ever made life bad. It's been a lack of love. So it's like understanding that. But we we're raised in a society that has no intention to educate us on love because it's not understood. It's seen as something that's kind of flippant or uh, ethereal or not really tangible we can't indefinable or it's just like a fleeting not measurable not measurable right but there i think there are answers out there and i think that it is an important thing to look at and so when i'm trying to understand that the journey to understand love is to understand the antithesis of that and everything that's like not love and so and any pain that i've got inside and the emotional turmoil and and whatever it is you know times when you're feeling low and you know you can look at depression, anxiety, all this stuff that everyone goes through. And especially at the moment, there's a lot of talk around this stuff. Um, it relates back to our childhoods. The way I see it, what I understand now and in, in what I've learned that makes the most sense to me now is like from conception to like seven years old, we are this pure being of like openness and like sincerity and naivety and, you know, whatever it is, but mm. just just pure and open and we're like looking at the adults in the world to guide us and we're met with oh you fucking don't do that you know a lot of a withdrawal of love sometimes you know, exactly the, the opposite of it and like a lack of understanding of the of like judgment and projection and and because adults have their own issues and the, a, a child that's like just open and inquisitive and and um mm-hmm. asking questions gets shut down because of the discomfort that it where, where the parent or the guardian whoever it is was made to f- was felt feels uncomfortable with the child's whatever they're expressing they tried to shut that down and so from conception to seven is when we're the most fragile and open to this and then we end up having to, to for their own security we end up shaping ourselves because we have to mold around the parents that the parents not feeling their negative emotions is more important than us feeling our negative emotions. So where we yeah. made them uncomfortable, they don't want it to, to, to feel their discomfort. They would stop us doing whatever it is, whether it's crying in a supermarket or, you know, being too excited. Parents shut kids down for being too excited. And it's like, oh, so th- so we, not only we do have a lower threshold of like, we can't be this sad. Stop being upset. You don't have a right. You do, you do, and the parent can be angry at the kid, but the kid can't be angry at the parent. So the parent will project anger. But if the kid ever tries to reflect it back, <laughs> that's not allowed, right? And then there's so there's a lower threshold. There's a happiness threshold as well. So, so for me, I recognise I was not allowed to enjoy. I don't allow myself to enjoy sometimes. 
because I think from my childhood, I don't remember this, a specific moment. Maybe it will come to me as I work through this stuff. But I don't think my my mum liked me to be a certain amount of happiness because it made her uncomfortable because she's not that happy, right? Mm. So there's there's all these kind of yeah, it's tough saying, isn't it? But recognizing it. it's so important to mm. to just point to it and not feel like you have to justify. Like it's a funny it's a funny uh, ground to navigate when you're you're pointing to a particular situation as a kid and you're speaking from your experience as you just are but then oh no no, no. you often find people like oh no, no i my, my mom and dad did the best they could i had a great childhood well okay like that's one thing but there mm-hmm. is another thing where you feel like you can't be yourself and you are abandoning yourself to to make your mum or dad or you know mm. grown ups elders happy yeah so you do end up doing that and that's what we've as men i feel more evidently got ourselves into where it's the nice guy. You just don't have any needs because you've sacrificed them all to make other people happy. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That that whole thing. I mean, that's a whole thing in itself. The nice guy. Nice guy. Literally, that's one of the facades that I think I've may have created is is to want to be seen as as, as a nice person. But I want to carry on on, on the point we're talking because mm-hmm. I think this is important to address because it, when I say what I was sharing, it might sound like I've had a horrible childhood or, mm. or that I'm just overly sensitive and that you like you say, mm. oh, I had a, people say I had a good childhood. My parents were loved. They just did their best. And these are things that we tell ourselves to justify maybe the pain we're in or there's a book I read recently called The Body Never Lies. And it talks and it's about a, th- a therapist who recognizes so many of the patients that she had had a lot of physical issues and also the way they saw their parents was they always defended their parents and didn't didn't they always stood up for their parents and say the same kind of things right and when they actually started to recognize that there were imperfections in their childhood because people exactly they say that oh, i had a great childhood and it's like they might, they're, i'm sure there was a lot of love there was a lot of love in my childhood mm. there was a lot of love in my parents in the areas that they understood how to be loving in the areas that it didn't challenge their emotional issues so there was a lot of areas which I've managed to come through as a fairly all right human. But there are cer- certain areas that they were very uncomfortable that, that are my issues that I'm having to face. And we can call it ancestral, whatever you want to call these these traumas that get passed down. The science nowadays, the physical science will look at it as genetics. But it's like my mum's mum was a certain way to her and then she's a certain way to me. And it's like you mm. can look at it as, yes, it's also in the... But first and foremost, it's come through the... Yeah. the attitudes that she projects onto her to project down. So I have had certain areas my parents did understand love and were able to educate me in love. Didn't have to call it love, but just certain ways of my approach to certain things in life. I can't really think of an example because I think there is a lot, actually a lot of more issues than than maybe one admit. But where they didn't understand love, that's where the issues lie. And if you really want to grow in love, then it's not about it's it's about undoing where the pain is. It's about remo- the the undoing rather than the doing, which is the quote Ida says relating to all sorts of stuff. But I think it, it makes a lot of sense here. Mm. It's that I think we're meant like a child can be happy for no reason, and we can elevate a, to that. It's our natural state. It's a right? natural state. Yeah. And so then, okay, if that's a natural state, it's all the undoing of all the mm. all the pain, all the blockages, and this is what it comes. Yeah. Don't go looking for love. Remove everything that's blocking it. That's, it's, it's, it's a beautiful quote. It makes total sense. Bruce Lipton talked about this on uh, Wrong of the Podcast, and he mm. talked about it's it's not that we need to be happy. That's mm. our natural state. We need we just a lot of unhappiness out there. Yeah. So it's like addressing those things. Yeah. And so the question is then, how do we address it? Mm. And that's where. In the last two years, I feel like I've started to actually get answers on that, and they're not—they're <laughs> not easy. It's not the easiest, the it's the hardest 
path I've ever come across, but it's actually it feels like it makes logical sense and it's and it's about and this is why I feel like we're in this situation many of us are in the situation we're in and the in the pain we're in is because we were taught to suppress our emotions and distract ourselves from emotions and resist them at all costs. Because we had we we had to in childhood because when we expressed our emotions our parents were uncomfortable. So what we have to do now is the rev- is reverse this this process of of stopping the emotions to actually starting to feel them again, whether they're good or bad. Because we we're very uncomfortable feeling negative emotions and we're very uncomfortable expressing negative emotions. When I say negative, unpleasant, just disc- uncomfortable, uncomfortable. But but the I have to be clear because there's a lot of fake negative emotions which can be maybe fakes i try and avoid the language of like good and bad when it comes to things or negative positive because i guess we have our own perception of what that even means it, it is but i th- I think we can I, th- and I think you're right but i think when it comes to emotions because it is like crying can actually feel really good and it does feel therapeutic when you get into the with the right emotion but to get to break through that there can be a lot of fear blocking us and it is it is somewhat we can call it a negative emotion but there's 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 facade emotions like if I took a stole a lollipop from like a six month old child or a one year old child are they going to try and beat me up are they just going to just put their head down and start crying like that right just express just express they're not even going to be mad at me they do they're just humble in that emotion but at some stage one two three four years old they learn if someone does something to you you need to get them back and this is where we stop being humble with our emotions. And then that expressing those emotions, which is like projecting anger at someone, is not the humble place that, that will work through the emotions, that will remove the block, as you say, t- towards love. These blocks, we need to remove them. The way to remove them is to feel the emotions, but the true root cause emotion, which is from the childhood stuff. And but we've got so many layers of above that emotion. So we've got the root cause, the humble, like the grief, sad child, then there's the angry child on top, and then there's the uh, drinking coffee, alcohol, whatever addictions that layer on top of that. So you've got addictions on top of emotions, which and emotions on top of the true emotions. So we've got all these layers, and then society doesn't. I don't want to say society. It's all a collective of, of all of us, but it's like we're not taught to express emotions. So we're taught to like, here, have this addiction, have a shopping addiction, have a sport addiction, have this. And they're seen as, not as addictions, but they're seen as okay. Mm. Uh, and they're just the, f- the physical ones that are, they're the obvious addictions. Then there's also the emotional addictions, which is like codependent relationships where someone is always, you've got two two people, um, you've got kind of relationship type where you've got anxious lovers. I don't know if you look. Anxious attachment. Attachment, yeah, yeah, attachment stuff. So you've got the codependency of like, yeah. What's the other side of that? Anxious avoidant. Avoidant. So you've got kind of, they'll pair up and these will pair up. And yeah. it's like, so those are the emotional addictions that fall in play where someone's overly anxious and the other person's overly avoidant. And it kind of, so, yeah. I mean, it's a whole kettle. It's a, it's a love template though, isn't it as well? That feeds into it, I think, of how we experience love as a child and what we witness and are influenced by our elders as love. I've found this out. Yeah, definitely. I've found this out through the relationship book by the School of Life. Okay. Um, I can't remember his name, but yeah, he um, he talked about how what we witness as kids, we then go looking for in the world. Exactly. So it's yeah. the same as like you see, have an avoidant father, mm-hmm. you'll relate to that when someone comes your way who's also avoidant. So you'll be like, oh, I'm connected to this, but <laughs> it might not be healthy, you know. 
which brings us back to the very first point you said about when you said people said special human whatever that's that's something from my childhood where i had my mm. parents if i can be very specific with it my dad showed me the most love when i was successful in sport so therefore i strive to be seen of as a successful athlete <laughs> because that's what i associate with love that's how i associate i tim sheaf gets love because if i do successful if i score goals if i do whatever therefore my dad will be warm towards me because that's all he you know god bless him he he's got his own stuff he was adopted and so he his heart shut down from a very young age mm -hmm. his but mother, everything in context right it's all in context but if yeah. i but here's the here's the thing and this is what i don't want to do and what what many of us will do is if i just justify my own pain sure. by saying well he's got his problems so then i just you know okay no i need to if i yeah. feel hurt about it i need to feel hurt about yeah. it you know? comparing i say this to people like when you compare your pain to someone else's it never works it's not helpful it's not, to compare yeah. it's like justifying your life to someone in living in the slums of you know america central america wherever <laughs> you know it's like it is not going to be helpful for you yeah it might be just justifying your day but in terms of that trauma and being able to see it in mm. a new light that's going to help you but we do it with our parents a lot and i think mm. that's part and this is what the, the book i mentioned the body never lies the point that it was making was that the, mm. the fourth commandment in the Bible is rings all through society. Not directly, people don't get, relate to the, or the fourth commandment, but it's honor your parents and you'll have a, a good life or whatever it is like that. It literally tries to tell you that, right? So this is huge in the Eastern culture. I was going to say, imagine it's really bad for yeah. for like Indian traditions where it's all about that family dynamic. Indian and, and then Chinese and everything yeah, is like yeah. honor. Japanese is like honoring the elders and stuff. And they are quite uh, shut down emotionally in many directions, right? They're very internally focused and like, and, and there's a humility to it, but there's also a suppression to it and a lack of, because I believe we're all made to be, put, have maybe flamboyance, not everyone's flamboyant, but you know, like children are completely free and expressive and they have a personality mm. and that personality slowly shrinkens and, and we don't fill as much of our body as we get, we get, we get older. And I believe we're designed to have that, like an open, free personality. Not everyone's going to get on with everyone, but we're meant to have have this. And so, mm, that's so interesting. Sorry, no, it's all, right. it's all right. I noticed this in Cambodia. The average age in the country was like twenty four because mm -hmm. of the atrocities and all the kind of um, things that went on under the Khmer Rouge. And I we lived there for like six months, and just there was what you're talking about. There's this youthful energy. This this in the adults, all the in the kind of you know late th 30s mm. the people that were there they were of course they'd witnessed and in their lifetime they'd gone through a, a horrible experiences and they were free um you know compared to where they were but there was that energy around it and it was because they were what i would say is they were the somewhat elders and they were kind of leading the way in that and, wow. it, and it was just all about love and, and, it, and it just expressed through them and they would hold hands and they'd just be mm. with each other and there would be mm. such a like such a beautiful uh, energy around like that that kind of age group and that society. That sounds really nice, yeah. Mm. They were just a bit more just more open and less shut down. And yeah, exactly. And judgmental of each other and mm. <laughs> all this stuff that we learn that we want to undo and we and his his like we can intellectually get this stuff but it's 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 getting it from there to there which is the challenge and that's where it has to happen emotionally because it's like 
they are like for them it sounds like in Cambodia like when they're like openly like holding hands and stuff like that they're just living that free and it's not just yeah it's feeling based feeling based yeah yeah so what are some of the stuff you do day to day to 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 work through this stuff or do you Mm. when stuff comes up because I imagine getting into relationships and there's beautiful mirrors there that teach you stuff and hanging out with yeah. kids you know who ask questions and and point in tell you the truth <laughs> they're honest if they don't like something yeah yeah it's yeah, great um that's a great question so straight up i guess the law of attraction the way i see it and try to use it now is always bringing me events in my day to help me it's a they call it god's God's loving messenger of truth to you. The law of attraction is God's loving messenger of truth to you mm. to bring you events. And it could be an angry email that upsets you. Or what, one example for me, I've got my, my rope float company, Wear the Rope. And the other day, I just Googled Wear the Rope to find my own website for some reason. And I saw the top website came up was what you'd see as like another rope float company. Was the first... Same name. They're oh, not no. the same name, but they use our brand like as seo so it appeared as a google ad when you search for my brand theirs was the number one search don't plug them don't say who it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but they but they um it's octo moves but i'm not, I'm not but i didn't want to say yeah, it yeah, i don't want to yeah. see it but anyway they um that really triggered me right mm. like and that's that trigger is only coming from a scarcity place because sure. what does it matter like yeah. if if everything's abundant and you attract exactly. anyway it reach but, out collaborate but, it's like but i still had anger about mm-hmm. that in me mm-hmm. so and i was on zoom to my friend ed <laughs> and I, I said ed i need to go away a second and i muted it <laughs> and i've got some punching gloves um but i don't actually wear them i grabbed them by the you know the velcro wrist yeah i grabbed that and i just let it go at a wall so there's definitely some grief in like and, and scarcity below it but what I have to do is what I'm trying to do is honor the feeling that I'm feeling now, which was that anger, but not project it. So rather than I'm going to fucking sue you, you know, that the email that you could write to the person, it's like, get it out, express it like the child having the tantrum. Right. Ah. And below it, there'll be grief. I didn't really get to the grief yet, but that it's like that was in a moment that happened. I expressed my anger. You know, like people have a baseball bat and a punching bag or something like yeah because the fit it's in the body right it's there it wants to be like the kid who they're not controlling it it's just happening it's flowing yeah so it's trying to get that that anger to flow and to chip away because i think i think a lot of us have a lot of anger and i think that's more than we realize right and it Mm -hmm. comes out in sarcasm it comes out in in the way we write things and 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 the way we judge someone or something like that and so do that and then i had a calm interaction email with the person and i've spoke to him to change it and then he didn't change it and then yesterday i'd seen that it was still up and then had a calm interaction and he's changed it now and now it's actually this back to the wall this, this, this <laughs> no, no back to the wall but it is it's like that is a moment for me the law of attraction brought me that not to yeah. what what happens is when we get brought these these law of attraction brings us things that trigger us they're triggers we don't recognize it as that opportunity and that's something i only learned recently to try and do and it's still a challenge because in the moment you really want to throttle someone or whatever it is Mm. like still getting caught by like cars and traffic you just want to you know Mm. that's that's whatever it is the trigger for different people have different triggers and it's amazing that i can't remember there was another trigger that was so like i'd be embarrassed to tell you what the trigger was but there's something that triggered me and i was at the back of the wall yeah and so when these things happen 
I try to recognize it and then go into the feeling but without projecting at another soul like that's really because that's what we've kind of learned and mirrored to do from other parents and tv and everything it's like this person's done this to me so i need to get them back and it's like mm. so it's trying yeah that's kind of an example of like yeah looking at where the law of attraction is bringing and it will bring you good stuff as well to show you good things about yourself and that but it's just recognizing if i can call a negative like and a trigger for a an emotion that's just there it's like it's just there like someone else could see that and not be triggered at all and but for me it was yeah do you believe that that's a a natural law or whatever you want to call it playing universal out law. universal law yeah. god's way of directing truth to you or i probably already know the answer <laughs> i i sometimes think it's just our way of seeing the world and like we can look for the lessons in absolutely everything like there mm. will be that they will be there so often like our life is shaped around our perspective and our relationship to it. Mm. So your relationship to life now, once you've learned this thing, this tool or this this window into yourself, into mm. to kind of deepening to learning and knowing yourself, which is going to ultimately help you. Hopefully, yeah, if I can be humble to it, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I've, I feel like it's a universal law that's written, mm. written in, but that's... Is this soul mechanics? Soul mechanics, exactly, <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's <laughs> there you a, go it's a good word i like that soul mechanics yeah but i i, I learn it from divine truth that's what yeah that's talk to me about divine truth because yeah. i'm in the bit of a, <laughs> the dark yeah about what what is going on there because i know you connect and you you really resonate with i it. really resonate with it man i i um so i discovered it in 2019 uh, a friend i was in the gym and well i didn't know where this girl just came up to me and said I'd just finished my water fast, so I was like really gaunt um, a few months prior, and I'd just started come out of veganism, I just started to eat meat again, and I'm a, a seeker, man, I was in pain, and I'm searching, <laughs> and I'm like doing the fast to find answers, and I came out of that with no with no answers, more confused than ever, and eating meat again, mm. and she could just tell that, that I think her boyfriend at the time had seen the, me fasting, and was like, Tim's a seeker, he might get it, he might get it, kind of thing, and anyway, she had a chat with me, came up to me at the gym and said, hey, can I just talk to you? I'm like, okay, who's this girl who wants to speak to me? Mm. And started to say some stuff about like emotions that I might be feeling and st stuff from my mum my that I might have certain anger towards her that I'm then putting in this kind of way. And it made kind of sense. And then she said, you know, there's this teaching of divine truth, Jesus and Mary are back on earth teaching. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, okay. I, and I'm, I'm someone that I like to take things at face value. Like I don't, the truth is stranger than fiction at the end of the day. So I've heard someone claim to be Jesus before. I think Vice did a documentary on someone called Jesus. I think so. Yeah. Claimed to be Jesus. And I watched it and I'm like, cool, like show me your Jesus. I'm not like, no, of course he's not Jesus. Jesus. And I'm like, okay, maybe like, who knows? Right. So I watched it and they asked him questions and they're like, what's your favorite food? And he's like, well, I don't have a favorite food. Different times. And I'm like, that's a good answer. That's a Jesus answer. Like, but I didn't really know. Like, and this is still just my projection of what I assume, uh -huh. you know, I'm expecting him to be, but I didn't really feel like, this guy's jesus and it, and it, it didn't really matter but i thought you know if he's helping people what, what what's it matter um although i mean it's still a, a pretty big life you're not not him anyway i watched the divine truth stuff guy says he's jesus i'm like okay like so it's what, a youtube channel youtube channel called divine truth um <clears throat> and i watched the video the first video they on their the main video on their channel or the the one on their homepage um is like overviews secrets of the universe overviews of divine truth and i watched it and he's speaking a lot of stuff that i hadn't heard before 
I'd never heard anyone say it that way, but it was but it was stuff that started to make a lot. It was about emotions, mm. and it just it just started to make sense to me. It was like the exact next step for me from my journey of like doing so much physical work, like trying to solve everything in the physical with the diet, with the supplements, with the fasting, like with the grounding, with the sleeping on EMF tents and grounding sheets and like so much trying to solve it physically. And he's talking about emotions and the soul and how this all ties in. And it was like, huh, like, okay, I'll, I'll watch some more and I'll just watch more and more and more. And I'm like th- three, 400 hours into watching it now. And I've like, they've got thousands of hours on YouTube of just talks of talks. Like they're just raw two hour clip of just talk, talk, talk. And it's just like so engaging, like so, it just, it just speaks to something in my soul of like, mm. I can't deny it. And it's, and it's not, and it's it's the opposite of everything else out there, which is like saying no, like <laughs> the Tony Robbins, like you are enough. Yeah, right, right. It's, it's it's like it's just like I don't know. It's yeah, there's a there's a resonance there. It's different, or it's it's just different, Matt. It's just it's it's just feels like truth, and it's not just like supporting because I've been in the New Age stuff where it's just like we are all one and we are God and all that stuff, and I was like maybe maybe like yeah love light and love light and all that stuff but yeah. it's so airy fairy and not like it's not grounded it's in, not great it doesn't in humanness right yeah and it's not like i believe there's in like scientific approach to things and logic and and rationality and like mathematicalness of the universe and that there is answers like it doesn't have to be ethereal and we can know truth like then there is universal truth not just my truth your truth his it's like there's universal truth and that's that's what with divine truth they talk about there's three pillars of spirituality humility truth and love and i've never heard spirituality simplified as much as that but then also so explained each of them is like a whole world in itself like humility and the humility is like the gateway to truth because if you're not humble you're not open to hearing truth because if someone gives you something you have a conversation about flat earth but someone's already decided what is and i'm not saying it is or isn't whatever but if just to have that conversation Mm -hmm. you have to have a certain humility to go what do i not know already you know to have that and then you can go to open to truth and then truth is always loving and this is where there's a huge gulf in society because we don't necessarily associate truth and love and the way divine truth talk about they are joined at the hip like truth and love like the the truth is always loving but because we're just so live in a world of facade we we don't we're not able to recognize that that all and that's just something that's become clearer to me i'm not able to explain it myself in mm-hmm. just this chat but um but those are three pillars and then true if you dive into truth itself there's universal truth which is like the, the laws of the universe god's laws however you want to see it the law of attraction law of compensation which most people see as karma you know there's these things that that like compensation that's interesting because yeah. i didn't think there was an, another word for karma it's, it's yeah. one of the, it's a very unique word and that there's no other language that actually says it in that way mm. so um, it's not directly the same but yeah. it's what people see as yeah, yeah, similar yeah. so there's, there's they explain a lot of different universal laws but there's just a lot more i feel there's a lot more clarity in the way divine truth explain it there's a lot more responsible self-responsibility mm. that we each owe to our to our worlds like to our to everything in our life and that's something i think on the spiritual path of sovereignty as well it's like you start to feel like you feel fulfilled the more self-responsibility you take the more fulfilled you feel right and that's like a natural 
thing that starts to to, to come upon us. And so it, it explains all this stuff. It gave a lot of clarity to like the new age stuff that some of it was like true or close to true. And then it also helped me discard a lot of the stuff that just felt like a bit too airy anyway. Mm. And this also explains everything from like, you know, afterlife, uh, why we dream, like where we go in, in, the, in the sleep state, the, the, the spirit body, um, to ghosts, aliens, and that's that doesn't like that. I remember you saying you talked to ghosts. You were saying you talked to spirits. Yeah, on one of your podcasts. Yeah, I'm intrigued about that. Yeah, I and don't what, what that's like. But but maybe first, I think it's interesting where you you resonate with something. I was in a chat with a Harry Christian the other day, mm -hmm. and I want to get him on the pod because mm. he'd arrived at so much, so many conclusions through that. Mm say lens of reality mm -hmm. and learning through those teachings it sounds similar it's like oh it's this is one way to arrive at similar conclusions mm. about the earth about the world about self-responsibility about truth yeah accountability yeah. and just taking that radically on rag radical responsibility mm. and what that can do what that, what that does to your soul mm -hmm. yeah like I, I think there's so much in that when you you're like oh they're talking about it in a very different way but it's resonating and the stuff I've been doing over here is like mm. it complements everything but I, I think the, the difference with it to the other stuff and mm -hmm. is is that the amount of onus on emotions which so much of the other practices like Hare Krishna and them they're not they're not focused on that childlike and it says it, it, it's even in the Bible because here's the thing it, it clears up a lot of what's in the Bible because I, I go to church, but I don't consider myself Christian. Um, I believe in a God and I believe in that we can have a personal relationship with a God. And so I go to church to work on that and be around other people who want to work on that. But I think there's a lot of unloving beliefs within Christianity to do with a guy having to get killed on a cross, like for our sins. And I, I think it's our responsibility to work through our sins. No one can do that for, for us. I think that would yeah. be unloving to have someone else have to be responsible, yeah. that kind of stuff. But I don't want to digress too far, but, uh -huh. um, the onus on on emotions and that that we God made us, and it's this is what it says in the Bible is you must first become like a child to enter the kingdom of heaven, and a lot of religions and especially the Eastern traditional religions have a or there's a lot of denouncement of personality you know with the ego because originally the ego just means personality and so this because people are mm. in pain they reject emotion good or bad and then they end up meditating in a cave and that for me just doesn't seem like a path to true happiness that's like it's the suppression of bad and it's to, and it's I, I i just think we should have a, a, a full-on like expressive personality and a passion and a real there's something within each of our souls that that is a drive to something we can contribute to the earth and to other people and we talked about earlier like a foot in both worlds and so for me it's like this makes sense it's like children are full-on emotional beings they live in a sea of emotion they're either f they're flowing and flowing and yeah. as adults you don't see us flowing through emotions yeah. as e freely as we could be and so it's getting back to that state of that emotional starting to remove the blockages that stop us feeling emotions remove the the, the negative emotions so that we feel more positivity in our life just naturally we feel more love and joy in everything we're doing and then we can and, and that's the thing with all the other teachings it's like they're not clear on that and they're not if they do talk about it there's no clear path with that and that's what divine truth is. it's literally divine truth it feels like like it's the truth 
of the design of us and it's simple but it's not easy because of how complicated like and and so many you know everyone around you society culture addictions everything is built to help us avoid our own emotions because of, we don't want to feel the, the pain that, that's inside mm. of you know. oh, it's also a good marketing strategy it's a good way to sell people stuff it's a good way in for yeah. companies to sell you things true rather than well it's free if you just have to cry at home for like sure you can just yeah you know, rather than go shopping yeah and being like pull on that emotion buy buy these drugs buy this course buy this mm. you know has that always made sense to you that kind of i guess perspective on things or was there a time in your life where you were outsourcing or that looking externally for that fulfillment rather than knowing it's all within you i think intellectually from a young age i've always felt that but i don't think i've always like I don't think I live with that. Like, I don't think that's truly in my I'm not like St. Francis of Assisi just living with no belongings. Like, mm. um, But yeah, I think from a young age, like early, late teens, early 20s, I, was, I, I, f- I felt pretty unfulfilled by material things. Mm. Um, but it doesn't mean I still didn't have a drawing towards them. But I, but in my heart, I kind of knew that it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just maybe wrapping up, concluding yeah. that divine truth stuff. Yeah. What's something tangible people can take away or, or go and look into or sit with i mean it's because it's a whole it is a whole it's not something you can just teach in like a few minutes yeah um, yeah i would i would recommend if someone is interested they've got a series on youtube uh, called education in love and so if you if like it is from my perspective the best education in, in love and and that's that's just out there and it's for free on youtube and the they're not asking for money or anything it's just there um but because of who they say they are 99 percent of people and it's like if 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 he didn't say who he believed himself to be he would have a million millions of followers like jordan peterson or someone like that gabor mate does he recognize that yeah but he's the truth is the truth like why like it's, it's it's important like everything else the the way I see him act and there's just no other human like that human. So like why, for me, it's like I've watched enough to like, but for most people that are entering the, to look at the truth, that's, that's like, you don't know that he is, you don't know that he isn't. I don't know that he is, I don't know that he isn't. So let's just park that, right? And let's just focus on what else is being taught and see how that resonates. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, I feel like I did that with Liver King. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know if he's natty, you don't know if he's not. <laughs> you want to twist it up and go from serious to Liver King. I'd love to, yeah, you want to talk about that? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. You put out a podcast yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good, man. I love it. And I love people that, that, that I enjoy listening to just talking about those kind of current situations. There are windows of opportunity into understanding ourselves better and like mm. other people like the will smith situation like something something really hard hitting um like i think the liver can i started talking about it to people and they're like yeah yeah okay and i was like it's 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 like it represents something it really mm. represents something quite big what just the, the lie just the, the lie yeah, yeah. The, the fact that that there's this I mean, it's very American in that it's it's like very extreme, very like entertaining in certain situations. But it's it's just what it represents to to to, to come out and lie, and then keep 
doing what you're doing and, and have no accountability for that and and it's he's to, literally just like I'm going to carry on yeah like, and like, someone put on his video like how hard is it to do these things now that we all know and I think yeah. it will go under the radar for some people and he wants that to happen and it's like we need to take uh, some sort of accountability to to, to, to I guess for who we allow to have influence exactly on <laughs> yeah it is up to us it's yeah. not like there's no regulatory body out there and if yeah. there was one they'd do a bad job it's it's up to us to like you know just take what is useful about a situation like that and is it oh I don't trust anyone now it's like no 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 I, like, I there was a part of me that wanted to and I think that says something about me it's like a part of me that wanted to believe that this was like <laughs> sunning, just, your, just, sunning your balls and like eating raw I, liver yeah I don't care about his physique like that was nothing to me but I saw him past that mm. and I was like okay this is a guy who's like I believed in this kind of very extreme and sure it's not all like black and white but there was a mission on, and, and I kind of enjoyed what I did enjoy like going on Stephen's podcast and like there was a few situations where I was like I think that will help a lot of people was it the coffee out uh, CEO Ah, Diary of Yeah, yeah like yeah. going on the biggest podcast in the UK. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's quite interesting just to lean into that. And there's this like extreme guy going around. And I like I get a lot of people don't have time for it. And probably people listen to podcasts are like, why are you even talking about it? But I do just think it's a. No, I think it's a window, like you say. Yeah. Into like yeah. Just to just to who to we put on a pedestal as a society and who absolutely. we give influence and and how and this is why like. <laughs> not to bring it back to the divine truth is like the yeah. opposite for me of that and yet yeah. it would be seen as, as like they would be seen the other way around it's like we'll believe this guy but we won't believe this guy do mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so we'll believe this it's like <laughs> anyway um, it it was a huge lie and it's like he will just I've had people that just defend him and they're just like well he's being you know he's a, he's he means well and stuff and it's like lying is not loving it's not love to the person white lies whatever it is you you lie to someone mm. it's like to, yeah because what we can't handle it if he and means it, he, 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 that that apology was like that you were talking to a it's like the media it's like the news that they never apologize for anything because they knows. think we can't hold it or whatever it's yeah. used to come up with but it felt like that was an apology to a child from a a wounded adult you know yeah it it was it was very empty and uh, the whole thing's just been a great advert for steroids so it's like yeah you know, why don't you flip it yeah and just be like these are the downstream effects <laughs> of steroids but you know you start lying about shit because <laughs> it gets to your head or who knows but he <laughs> but he just says like oh, i feel i don't actually feel that i wasn't feeling that good and steroids made me feel better it's like so the whole time he's promoting supplements will make you look like me be like me mm. and then is it in the literally in the light saying well there's certain things in my life that didn't feel perfect so i did steroids and they i do believe there's there's a time and a place for pharmacological intervention it's like it's like yeah it's just it's but but i mean look at him like look at him from an emotional perspective Mm. like do you see what i talked about in that video like the trauma like this he's a little boy that wants people to love him. Like, he really wants people to love him, doesn't he? Like, you mm. can see and that. And get him. And, and get him. Yeah, and him, understand yeah. him. Yeah, that's yeah. what he wants. Mm. But his, but he feels that he has, he to, has lie to lie to do, to do it, it. Yeah. that he's not enough already, that he has to look a certain way, you know? So there is, there is some... Yeah, imagine if you come down and just said, look, I just want to be loved. I just want to be accepted. It would have been How a very much more, different And that would be humble, right? Uh-huh. Uh, that would be humble. That would be the truth. That would be the truth. Yeah. And you And everyone would be a bit more forgiving. And then we could have conversations about, you know, he he needs a, th- a therapist, uh, the right kind of therapist, because there's a lot of, you know, mm. good and bad. But um, 
yeah, he needs to put that twelve grand a month to therapy, not to steroids. Yeah, man, it makes me emotional thinking about it because it's it's like my heart does feel for this kind of character who really bought into this. Him, he bought into himself. He was kind of kidding himself, and we all yeah. do it. We all do it to yeah. some extent. And um, I think it did happen like a rocket ship, and he was once he lied once, it just that's what lies do, right? Mm. Pinocchio's nose, like it just gr- mm. it grows and becomes more obvious and more obvious until, <laughs> <laughs> like, it just comes out in the end, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's what that's what happened for him. And the, someone reckons that he might even have like a steroid um, treatment center, like who might promote that next, like open like a yeah, recovering steroid users <laughs> therapy. <laughs> that would be that would be f- yeah. S- who'd be playing chess with us at that point (laughs) i think it's just understanding who's speaking authenticity and and truth right you it's 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 not a lang it's a language beyond words in a way it's soul to soul yeah and so the more we connect with our soul the more you're able to feel what Mm. he means rather than hear what he's saying because we're taught to just hear right because what he means rather than hear what he's saying do you know what i mean like when you I can't. I couldn't fully tell that he was lying, but I wasn't necessarily looking for him to lie. Now I've watched stuff back, like him talk about ab implants, and I think he, and he's denied the ab implants, and now I don't believe him. But also he has just clearly lied about other stuff. So now when I'm hearing him say it, and I know the lie about the steroids, I'm like, actually, I, I feel like that's the same lie. Like he's got ab implants, which is crazy that like people get ab implants. Like what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you can, you can, the more sensitive you become, and I'm not that good at it, but I I've, I feel like I've got, it's not something you can, this is, this is like the universe school, not like something you can learn. It's like the more you become sensitive to your feelings, mm. the more you can sense other people's feelings. For sure. You know what I mean? And you, yeah. you slowly must have grown in that anyway. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. I have this with like public speaking or I think there's room for like that being quite an alien environment and it's it's you know speaking in front of large audiences it can be quite alien and like you're not just you're not used to it so there's like just a difference there but there's that's one thing the other thing is like not knowing yourself not Mm. things you know things when they just they just flow they're just coming out word for word and you don't really have to think too much you just because you've lived it you've experienced it and it's just coming through that rather than intellectualizing this makes sense so i'll just remember that and i'll relay that and Mm. there's a difference there and i notice when i'm like holding space in front of people if there's things aren't flowing i'm like okay more work needs to be done there or like what am i it's such a like i sat in ceremony the day and loads came up about that of like finding it's like finding your voice finding Mm. who who you are and for me it's been a big lesson when i'm in those situations and i'm speaking and it's not flowing and i'm like what's hmm. what's what's this telling the, the me fear about this yeah. or something yeah yeah exactly and it yeah. might not be that you don't know yourself it's actually that you you f- you fear the judgment or the, mm. the the not being accepted from those people it's an emotion that's yeah that's yeah stopping you feeling allowing yourself to flow yeah yeah how's that for you what, yeah. like, what does holding space for you feel like uh, and um how how do you kind of mm. what's your intention going into like holding space into I'd like to talk about your retreat as well cause yeah I, I feel from again my perception of online world yeah. something shifted for you in that I don't know tell me if I'm wrong yeah. but it felt like there was a different different energy and there was a shift in something I can't put, put yeah. a finger on it I think it's been I did I've been trying to do emotional processing work 
and I and I think before you go into just doing just more, every, whenever yeah. it comes up, like with sure. the law, when the law of attraction bring me some stuff, and I went through some pretty big stuff, like literally the week before, and I felt I was in quite a. I mean, even putting on a retreat was a shift, yeah, because I I had, my two fears of putting on retreat were like venue and food. Mm. So I found a venue and I hired someone to do the food and I was like, oh, it wasn't that hard. Like, it's funny what fears stop us doing, right? But anyway, it was the timing was perfect. I'd, I had the right stuff to teach as well because it was a year before. It wouldn't have been what it was. And I feel like I felt, gr- I feel grounded in what I'm teaching now physically and mentally, emotionally. I feel more grounded than I've ever been. I'm more sure of what it is. Whereas before it was like all these, I was, I've been journeying, and journeying, and trying all these different things. Now I feel like I'm starting to anchor myself to some real, solid foundations Mm. and so and i'd done some gone through some pretty heavy emotions the week before the actual retreat event and so i felt like i was in quite a soft place on that weekend of of like those four days and so i was able to bring like the some of the best that i've I've been as an adult and and my friend bex called me when i was on my way down randomly but she was just like just ask yourself how you can love them each day love the people that choose to come each day and so to try and have that intention and that's still like i did okay for for tim for who tim is now like there's still like to actually love people like i'm still aware of the goof of like mm. how much more open-hearted i can become this the scope for that to grow you know but for 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 i feel like i'd made a, a nice shift before that and it was i came into that weekend in an all right place to, to love the people that were there to the best of where my ability is at now. And hopefully that can continue to grow. But it, it's funny that you rec- so you were able to recognize that or feel that from me. From, was that from the mm. video, from me talking in the video or just from what you yeah, witnessed? Yeah, I think it was a combination of things. So how kind of maybe quick it happened? I don't, yeah, I don't know. it did kind of happen. It just yeah. kind of came together. It did and just then, come together, yeah. And then it just all, it just seemed to work. Like even the content and the... Yeah, just the location was so beautiful. Yeah, like location in the Lake District by Old Man Coniston. We mm. yeah, we hiked up the Old Man Coniston, which is a be- one of my favourite mountains there. Not the biggest, but still a pretty big one. I don't know if you've have you been up there. No. Old Man Coniston, that's a good one. Um, we swam in like Derwent Water in Coniston and some tarns, Luffrig Tarn and a few others. Um, we yeah, we did School of Biomechanics every day, which is my current movement practice that mm-hmm. I've kind of culminated i don't know if you want to talk about yeah 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 it's interesting actually i'd like to talk about the kind of the overview of like changing names and different brands Man, yeah that's because that's been a process right and oh, I, yeah, I see yeah. that in myself and yeah. I, I probably am more aware of it because i always <laughs> yeah yeah you know like, <laughs> who am i what am i well who am i again like body mind practice does that even represent anything not really i'm like <laughs> just call yourself by your name you get that struggle right of like wanting, wanting to be sure of your brand name well you're like, like talking about like all the facets that you represent and who you are and what you enjoy just mm-hmm. now that yeah. may change in two months over a year yeah. it has changed like well and you're trying to figure this all out and Way you're trying, rope, to, and and you're trying to like pull it into a, a succinct yeah. business yeah and it's like how that that's probably not even possible to do that but you have but then to you make look at the best ones right? that do it like, well i mean yeah. you look you've got examples like what's it body mind coach mm. joe wicks is that no oh yeah what's he body coach body, coach. body coach simple yeah. that body co- uh, body coach 
but if it was if you've got a small following it might look really average but when you've got a big following it looks clean it's funny yeah. you know but then you've got like more plates more dates which is like <laughs> ridiculous it's a stupid name but <laughs> never change it never change do you know what I mean it's, yeah. it works for him now and that's who he is he's got a big following it's just who he is he's not he doesn't second it, guess yeah, it, it stops, like how much it stops you not representing plates and dates and it becomes him exactly it's yeah there was a breakdance i always remembered it from chat from when i was a teenager there was a breakdance crew called pokemon crew mm. they were the best breakdance crew in the world and they were called pokemon crew and like after about two weeks the word pokemon didn't become what it represented as the pokemon as the ch- japanese mm. chinese manga cartoon it became this breakdance crew so it's like yeah the the name eventually doesn't matter mm. does it it just becomes that ksi like his YouTube channel, oh, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sh- uh, my YouTube channel used to be 99timshi, 99timshi, the first three letters of my first name, the first three letters of my last name. Sometimes I wish I just kept it as that because that, that was just like my that. user login at school. Uh-huh. And and it was like, it doesn't matter what it is if you just stuck with it and just rise with it. Like KSI is, is like a KSI, it's just like, they just got shortened to KSI. Yeah. But it was a random thing in the beginning and it just becomes, so yeah, it's, it's such a huge, branding is such a crazy question. Yeah. I'd like to ask you about, when you changed Tim Sheaf's sob, <laughs> this literally came at the same time. As like the crying video. Yeah, <laughs> someone said that. Someone no one said it. <laughs> But I was I was so open. I thought I'm just gonna meme myself and just like be like uh-huh, whatever. So you were aware of it. I yeah. was aware of it. I thought, I thought yeah. fuck it. Let let them have it. Like so, what was happening in that video? Because I I like resonate. I cried when I watched the video. No I way. Cried my eyes out in oh, my in, in my kitchen, mm. and it and I'd not spent time listening to that song or, yeah. or even knowing. And I had my own perception of it because since then I did a bit of research, mm-hmm. and there's stuff that. Yeah, you know, we all project into music our own shit, mm. and they might be talking about something very different. Yeah, yeah. But what what was in your experience? What how how did that come about? Yeah. And, and what was the energy behind? Let's film in this. Turn on the camera. Yeah. So so just to be clear, I've put a video on my YouTube, mm-hmm. and I was it's about just two minutes long or something, and I'd just been listening to Kate Bush running up that hill, and I was I was crying, uh, and I decided to turn the camera on and film. Um, and I put it on my YouTube, which there's so many different things to dive into on that. Mm. So the song I'd heard years ago and it was like, I kind of liked it, but I'd let it go and moved on. And then it became into mainstream notoriety again because of Stranger Things, which I don't yeah. watch. But then I watched, um, I heard an interview with Kate Bush and I, I'm, I'm always interested in like what things become memes and things become popular in sure. society. And I started listening to it again and it just had a, a deeper meaning than when I first heard it. And because I'm doing this emotional process and work, and a mm. lot of my, I have a lot of um, anger towards my mum because of how, I don't know, controlling or what I'm, I don't fully understand at the moment, but I know I feel angry. Sometimes I'll be in a room with her and I'll just feel anger. And I don't, it's just such a weird thing to just feel it. And you're mm. like, and it's just, you feel mean or whatever. Anyway, but that ends up being how I view the whole female side of the world in a way, in like a deep subconscious soul way is like, how I feel towards my mum is how I feel towards women. So I've I've trying to recognise this and work through a lot of my projections at women that that they're there to kind of serve me or to work for me or to be used by me, whatever it is. Um and then in the lyrics, I don't know if you remember it, she says well, the the song is about the man and the woman swapping places just so that the man could feel what it's like to be a woman. Just for a day. If only could make a deal with God. Mm-hmm. Tell him to swap our places. Mm-hmm. Keep running. Yeah, basically just saying, 
and but she's not like angry at the ma- you know like a lot of the modern songs Taylor Swift Rihanna Beyonce or something and it's just like this overly mm-hmm. they think it's like female power but it's just like arrogant screw the man like if you don't it's, uh, it's very masculine it's yeah the female thing like taking t- back control but it's not even real masculine but it's like the yeah. f- it's the injured masculine it's sure yeah sure what they think is masculine they've yeah. tried to become that isn't it yeah potentially um, well I just think in that it's very active, very doing, very taking, very mm. like taking back control or really like st- st- bitch boss kind of situation. Yeah. And that's, for me, that's the energy of like masculine feminine would be more, okay, Humble, let's sit yeah. with this and yeah. let's ask you a question or it's, it's like... But that, that's what it was. So to go from the like the current crop of female, you know, the, the highlighted in society to like this 80s vibe with like a cool song and then this woman's just humbly saying yeah if we could just swap places for a day mm. so you could feel what i feel like and i'm like man imagine like mm-hmm. i've probably made a lot of girls feel a certain way and been and just been so like because i've had moments when i've been heartbroken and you're just in it for days for weeks and you just like every you just like waiting for them to text or wanting them to text and you're like i've been that guy and i've got a lot of pain around that anxious mm. like um anxious what was it lover anxious attachment attachment yeah, yeah attachment yeah so i think i've had a lot of that anxious from i don't know we could go right back i think my mum did um you know when you're a child and you're crying in your cot and they're told to not pick you up yeah that stuff still happening yeah still so i think i've had a lot of that and this gabamate talks about this stuff really well as well so if anyone's deeper on that but i think i had that when my mum would put me in my room in a cot and I'd be crying and her, she was told by the doctor to just shut the door and leave me and let me cry myself out. So I think I've got a lot of some of that trauma, which made me become anxious in relationships. And because I've been then hurt, I've then become avoidant in relationships. So it swung me the other way. And I mean, that's maybe a lot of intellectualization, but essentially I think I've just maybe used a lot of work, girls, women, and then, um, you know, just forgot about them, got on with my days, my weeks, and they might have been like, what happened there he just used me kind of thing and that made him feel a certain way and i think i was i was just starting to see that just get a glimpse of like the the and maybe feel a little a little bit of remorse for what i for that mm-hmm. for what i'd done and then filming it yourself and, and filming yourself crying and putting it on youtube is a whole another question right because sure. then it's like it's one thing to feel it and and again, my friend Bex had said, you know, maybe document your journey of trying to work through this stuff. And she wasn't saying it to like put it on YouTube or to, or anything like that. She was just like an innocent, like you know, maybe maybe document it. It could help other men out. Maybe you know, if you made something, piece something mm. together over different moments. So I just flicked the camera on to potentially capture for that for a potential documentary that you know I wasn't intending to. But just why not try? You've got to start with one clip, right? And so I filmed, and I thought as soon as I turned the camera on, I would stop crying. Because there's a lot of times when you're dealing with you're working through emotions, mm. and you don't, and you're like, I could share it, it could help people, but if I turn the camera on, it would ruin the purity. It's like a pure moment, right? When you're in your emotions and you're feeling it, it's pure. I thought when I turn the camera on, I would stop, which is maybe a healthy thing, maybe not. But I carried on crying, and for me, that that showed me that there was, it was actually deeper than I even thought. Because I thought that would stop me. Do you know what I mean? Like, And because I carried on, I got the clip. And then I was like, you know, I've turned it off, carried on feeling. And then I was like, maybe I just put it out. And I thought, I, because it's, I don't know. 
experiment. Experiment, yeah, it does exactly. It's experiment. It I, I'm scared to put it out, yeah. But I also like to lean into that fear mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah. But there might also be some. There might be attention injuries that I want attention for. Maybe I don't. I don't recognise that, but maybe there's other stuff that I'm not. Yeah, you're open to it. I th- I'm open to yeah. it. Yeah. So, whatever the reason, I, I think I, as long as you're honest about that. Yeah. Th- it's like we all do it to some degree. Yeah. We do like relationship with social media, like. I'm just figuring this stuff out. Like I don't pretend to know. <laughs> I don't pretend to know what I'm doing, but, but I'm doing. I'm showing up in the way I think is in is in like integrity and mm. in my truth. Like yeah, in a year's time, I might look back and be like, okay, maybe that wasn't the right decision to make. But if I'm constantly doing that year on year, yeah, and I'm moving in the right direction, you are moving in the right direction. Yeah, and I, and I know it doesn't look good to like be crying to some eighties well, song, but. But also that's the challenge, right? If we mm. can all break through those barriers of like being open to cry a bit more in front of each other and stuff, it's like yeah, I don't know. So I just being crying and naked in front of each other, I think it's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the level that is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that could really um, release a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What is your relationship like with the, with social media? Um. Are you, are you navigating it? Well, I mean, good to go back to that question. I've got yeah. like three and four instagram accounts no, i've got like eight have you really yeah, wow yeah because i'm like trying to because i think niche is where it's at or like yeah compartmental like, like yeah because like. you can collaborate with each and and it have a clear wonder. image for each, vision for each one uh-huh. but then it also just makes things like sometimes you feel so drained by it but i, I feel like i'm actually in the, one of the healthiest places i've been at the moment yeah with it, and that might mean that it's the least healthy. I might just be telling myself that that may just not because you know what I mean. Yeah. When you think it's good, it might be the worst. Um, but I've got because of because I've got way of the rope, and everyone's like, "That's a good clean, that's a solid mm-hmm. branding." Like just then the school of biomechanics is like because the rope flow is such a beautiful practice, mm-hmm. but it's not everything. Like I wanted more biomechanics and other movement and kettlebells and Swiss balls. So then I started school of biomechanics. Then Tim Sheaf, someone someone did recommend me. They were just like, just make Tim Sheaf. People don't care about a rope in the pocket. They want Tim Sheaf in the pocket kind of thing. And it's that kind of, yeah, maybe like. Yeah, but one day you might sell, wear the rope, you know? Yeah, as a brand. It's as, a business. It's true, yeah. You somewhat, there is an advantage of being somewhat detached from it being you because you yeah. can't sell you. No, but so, I am very much entwined. But I guess you could yeah. play it out. Well, you could yeah. at least get someone on board and yeah. it'd be a co-collaboration. True, so, yeah. So there are, it's again it's it's just the dance of life it is and then you look at i'm looking at like i was very we could go to i was very addicted to like ufc and like mma which yeah, i know is you talk about that and yeah. how how you actually tapered or like was really aware of like what uh, say news media entertainment you're actually consuming what impact that can have on you <laughs> whether it's dark movies or pornography or UFC yeah you know yeah I think that's definitely something that the nourishment we get there but UFC it's like a weird fascination and it probably my injury it's, it's I think it's a big dad thing like people that fight I think Paul Cech talked about like male like boxers I don't know if he said 90, 95% of them all have like dad issues and mm. like so they're like and the subcon in the soul level, they're fighting their dad in that ring. You know, it's like so when you're supporting this, and th- and it's huge around sport. It's like the father son sport relationship, uh-huh. going to the match with your dad and being the. Um, so when so, you're supporting it, yeah. So even in watching it, I'm supporting it, like mm. you know. And so I'm trying to, I was trying to step that back, and I ended up my my because the if you don't deal with the emotional reason for the addiction, it gets replaced with something else. 
right? Because every physical addiction has an emotional root. Yeah, that's so, what that's why you see people go from cocaine addictions to cold water addictions or yeah. to to cacao from yoga to CrossFit. Man, I've done like <laughs> yeah. from like different sports from cycling like hill cycling to yeah yeah, yeah exactly all those examples. So when I go, when I stop watching as much UFC like. Um, MMA fighting and morning combat and all these blogs like every because there's so much content on it weekly now that I'd, like every evening or in the day I'd get my food and watch the, it swapped to like an entrepreneurial YouTube so it's like Alex Hormozzi I don't know if you know him and like Sam Ovens and um, there's other I just started to watch entrepreneurial stuff and anyway business got better <laughs> mm-hmm. it helped the business but then it's like it didn't feel more fulfilling because it was still like following this when we talk about love it's like there's a loving way to do everything and society's where we're missing in love in all these areas it's like our business our approach to business is still not a loving approach i don't know if you know charles eisenstein sacred economics Mm -hmm. i've not gone too deep into his stuff but we were talking about reading mark boyle's book moneyless man who lived without money and another one about without technology and i'm just kind of starting to experiment with an alternative approach to money and business and I've dabbled with like um pay what you feel mm-hmm. on my website with with selling the ropes and the courses so people can choose the price but I capped it at like 50% so they couldn't pay less than, which is still a fear but if you did if someone could just go online and press zero and get a product to arrive at the door like people might take advantage of that but that's also my law of attraction because you also could attract people that will pay you double or something you know it's like yeah it's how, what's your belief what's your what's your true soul's where's it coming from confidence yeah. and faith in like yeah so it's a chance with business to play with those beliefs and we have huge as a society have huge issues around money yeah and like around business ethics because of uh yeah. injuries around money and like how much and yet the world is made to be abundant like an apple can make give you more apples than you can have and half of them can rot on the floor like that is what happens it, with most people of apple trees yeah in nature like it's designed to have abundance and overflow but because of, I mean, the, partly the people that we've put into power, the capitalistic approach to, to everything, but that's also our responsibility as a collective community because mm-hmm. we still happily fund these and we don't then, who's going to start it? Someone has to, we have to start it. Like we have to start making businesses that have a different approach yeah, I was to thinking, it. thinking about this on the way over. Yeah, like gift economy, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'm starting to experiment with that. I'm not like yeah. deep into it, but I'm starting to like think. I think it could radically change things. Like it's beautiful when you see like donation only like Aubrey Marcus is doing that with his uh, is he? with his big events that he's doing he's also doing a lot of stuff that perhaps is a bit more of a grey area but yeah if, if you, <laughs> it's, well, it's a weird one because like if you've got a safety net of like this is making money then you can do that and look like it. that's the thing I'm just faced with it's like well I'm making yeah. comfortable here so I can do this for free and, and he sold his business to Unilever oh Unilever did he really on yeah. it yeah did he, he sell on it to and Unilever he probably got billions million. yeah I think it was about a billion ten Really? I think so. It's True, it is a business industry that's like absolutely growing. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. You can find it out. It will be you, hundreds you, of millions. Go, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, few, a couple of hundred. Um, but because Quest got that guy sold Quest, didn't he? Tom, some Billy, Billy, yeah, yeah. And then you've got Brendan Brazier had Vega. He sold that as the vegan protein. Mm. Probably not quite as big, but still millions. Of like, yeah. It's interesting how like a lot of startups just end in the hands of the few. A lot of that happens, right? We, I think that's where, when you say to me, like, you could sell way of the rope one day. Mm. Like, I've had those thoughts in my head. It's like, it would make life easier to, like, move on and just start my new project. But it's like, could I ever really detach? Unless the person I'm handing it to has the, the same business ethics as me or better. 
And I'm not saying I've got good business ethics. Yeah, or maybe, but, maybe but if they've got worse business ethics and you're going to pass on your brand, that's that's just yeah. Like, or maybe you say it's it, you fundraise and get people to share in who believe in the already product. Believe, that's the, that's not a bad yeah. way to do it. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's still. It's, it's yeah, not, I think there are ways. I think you. I think you align with that. I've heard you say a few times about how creative we are, and that is something mm. that's so beautiful about our our human it's we are so creative and that's that's the energy we want to yeah or tap into is we can create like yeah. driving around the fields on the way here was like there's so much abundance but we, there's just something we're not doing and it's just around <laughs> food like there should be overflowing food of of, mm. of of fields should be pouring out food there's a way to do it there's a way yeah that we're missing yeah, yeah like it's yeah. chemical warfare out there for farmers right oh, it's, it's slave labor and chemical warfare and it's a food system that's so um it's failing a, us as a collective right we know it yeah um yeah but it's how much is intentional like built into the <laughs> system isn't it well that's where the yeah. conspiracy theories creep in right because it's like well, scarcity like drives demand right yeah 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 Absolutely. But we've allowed the people to be in power because we're choosing people based off of fear and not on love. Like, uh-huh. I mean, we're not choosing them, but we're st- there's still a level of mm. allowance that we're, you know, because, yeah. Until people value love over fear, because people can say they do intellectually, but I don't think many of us do, actually. Yeah. You know? What are you doing when you go back home and you're sat at home and what yeah. are you doing? What are you consuming? What are you watching? Are you yeah. participating? This is another thing. It's like, are we participating or are we consuming like those two different energies of whether it's our food? It's a, it's a huge question. Yeah. 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 Like consuming, participating, are we, creating. Are yeah. we creating, participating in that, in that food system? Probably, no, we're not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm buying food and just consuming it. <laughs> I support Ooh. Riverford. I'm like the top end of like still consuming. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I'm not like, I've not entered that fish pole of growing my own. Yeah. It's Is like, that important to you? Is that what something you're, you're thinking about moving into? If, Yes and no. Like I've got friends uh-huh. started a, a good movement in Derby down to a Derby shout out Jamie. Like uh, where they got people, like, young people, to get into allotments, and I think that's is a that great. The shop you went in, they're kind of in, in, in like a industrial unit, and they have fruit and veg. No, uh, no that was um, that was where I worked in Bristol. Actually, uh-huh. that was cool though, Trisha's shop. Um, but I dabble in it, and then I'm not sure like how much is just like fear or um, just lack of commitment and how much is just not my soul's purpose and how I'm just like, mm. I'm f- yeah. like, maybe I'm here to just do the body stuff. Yeah. And then even that, like, cause you know, I've st- this is what I'm starting to try and do is put on free workshops in Derby for where the rope anyone can travel to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where are they? And when? Just for So will, will it be in Burton all throughout December? So I don't know when this is going out, but on Mondays and Saturdays, I'm going to do free classes in Burton on Trent CrossFit Mercia. But if you check check my Instagram for the for the mm-hmm. information. Um but I want to start to do free classes like that. And so I'm like I don't know, maybe that's an excuse. I can obviously grow food and do that. <laughs> but it's like It's a lifestyle though, isn't but it? But I also feel like I'm like getting yeah, exactly it's kind of a lifestyle. I'm like, am I getting mm-hmm. do I feel guilt? Is guilt making me want to do this stuff rather than like a love to want to understand it or is I don't know, I don't understand myself to be honest. <laughs> Being honest, I don't understand myself. I don't know myself enough. But anyway, I'm I'm I buy from Riverford because I know it's like mostly British and then it's organic uh-huh. and there's no plastic and uh-huh. they're really they're really good for that stuff but i mean i'm obviously in a position where i'm able to do that not everyone can do that um uh what was yeah yeah 
consuming, participating. Yeah, um, I think it's big because we can just consume, consume, consume YouTube. It's like YouTube's such a beautiful platform, isn't it? Yeah, the shared economy, right? Yeah, it's yeah. changing the world. It's, it's beautiful. It's special. It. But it's like how much I'm a consumer from YouTube and I'm like, I need to just start creating. And like, I do make some content on YouTube, mm-hmm. but I was actually out walking the other day and I was like, I've been walking so much the last few years, like probably five years. This is the least I've walked this year. And I, I go for a walk once a week on the weekends at the moment. And I walked and I was like, I'm not even that bothered to be walking. I was like, I'd actually rather be making a YouTube video right now. Mm. And I kind of, it was a sweet, I'm not actually fully started yet, but I'm like, I need to just, I want to create stuff that if people consume it, it's helping them. Yeah. Like, and it's not just, I've done a lot of vlogging and stuff in the past. And it doesn't, you can vlog and it can be educational, but it's also can, can be kind of, lazy could be harsh because not everyone's definitely lazy with it, but it's, it's easy to just film what you're doing and put it out there. Um, but actually like creating stuff that's concise that helps to instruct someone yeah um like like with the i mean the rope flow course i did that i put a lot of energy into that and that's i think that's pretty good but i want to make consistent content on youtube that's free that educates people about how to train the body in a in a healthy way because I, that's a, a hugely important thing for me is the way listening to my body from mid-20s to like for the last 10 years of my life has been like i've almost had a full-time with my body like every day in the gym whatever it is Mm -hmm. and then also being a completely fringe advocate for fringe approaches to things i've experimented with a lot of Mm -hmm. fringe stuff you know from other people here might know goater and functional patterns i'm Mm -hmm. sure people Mm -hmm. know that and i've been down all these different rabbit knees over toes guy i've done all these in rabbit holes but then i still find Mm -hmm. what has worked best for me has just been my own experimentation that's actually so still quite far from a lot of this not completely far but a lot of the stuff i've found like I don't know if you want to get to that conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, C- keep going, man. Yeah, so for me, the th- the the three things I've found that I've kind of made the foundation of my school of biomechanics is is stability, fluidity, and then strength. And I think a lot of them, definitely the mainstream approach is to just do strength work for any issues. And stability work may be thrown in there a bit, but it's not. I don't think people really understand stability work. Not that I fully understand it, but I think I have. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between stability and balance? It's pretty, I'd say... They're, they're more contract, contraction, strength. <laughs> probably just that. semantics at this point. Yeah, uh-huh. probably is language because you can, because it is, I do, I, I, okay, so I call balance Cause static. Because balance comes before strength, right? Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I call, so I call stability lateral strength. Mm-hmm. because stability will still fatigue your muscles and you can call it balance work right say you stood on a wobble i use swiss balls i love swiss balls it's a sphere it can go in any direction mm-hmm. if you're weak in a direction it will go into your weak direction if you're strong somewhere you're stable yeah. if you're weak but laterally strength right not just you know you've got the, we call this um, sorry lateral do i call it lateral this i guess this is lateral s- side strength so a normal muscle strength you think of like the muscle contracts that way, but a joint needs to be stable, like from side to side. So your knee needs to be strong. Yeah, yeah. That's where you get people wobbling in a presser position, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of seeking out those where the, where the body finds shakes and using tools to trigger that shakes, uh-huh. because that's the like the nervous system or the the engine. I call it like speed wobbles. You know, like when you're on a skateboard and the the wheels you're going too fast and the wheels are shaking. Mm-hmm. But what speed wobbles do with mechanical stuff is it makes it the the bolts come undone more and more mm. but with the body when you get those shakes it makes the body tighten it, in in a strength kind of way so it's that's how we strengthen the body in a in a side-to-side fashion rather than the conventional like this way strength is like 
sure. lateral lateral sink. So stability for me is a, is a foundational pillar, um, and I call that kind of static balance. And then fluidity is like um, fluid balance. So it's being able to move with efficiency, which is where the rope comes in because yeah. it teaches us this infinity path, which we learn to move along. You know this horizontal figure of eight, where energy then is is used and then and yeah the momentum's carried on and i right? guess you can relate that to boxing when you're pivoting from one side and you're all your yeah. weights coming from a direction but it's like a, a snap like yeah you're, it's yeah. not just a linear movement no you're it's not going like back a, and forward you're you're, you're twisting. there's a rotational element yes. to it. there's a 3d there's a shoulder up shoulder down there's a rotation of the spine there's a hip you know coming up to counteract that and there's so there's there's fluidity which helps us to find balance while in motion you know um and the more we are balanced when we when we move is just the more efficient we become because then we can use bones and not just because m- most people train and move with just muscles to move everything very linear very bilateral um and the more we can think of the body as a 3d object and we can tap into that the more then we use the fascia the muscle the ligaments and the bones and everything is one unit in a more balanced fashion so whereas when most people walk they might use and this is just rough random numbers it's not based of anything but you might use like 90 percent muscle to walk right but then you see like an animal like a dog move or, or a squirrel or a cat and they're rolling their shoulders they're using all the ligaments the tissues the, the fascia and their muscles are soft you ever feel a, a cat their muscles are really soft mm. Because it's it's not stiffened up. It's uh, we've got stiff muscles because we've not used it the way it was designed. I believe you know to to be used. And so the more we can start to t- tune into the patterns that the body is supposed to move with, the more the muscles can then soften, and we can use everything as one unit. And go back to this point about the bones. We call it bone stacking. Like the head when the head's over one foot, and you can balance there, the weights through the bones, and the muscles can relax, and then you can move to the other foot using that figure of eight pattern and then we're on the bones and the weight can relax whereas if the head's in the middle and we're having to, to teeter tot like that there's it's very subtle but there's more muscle involved and which is more energy involved more chi involved more blood involved whatever so it's finding these balance the more we can move and go from balance point to balance point is the more we use the body for its own advantage and the bones and the skeletal structure rather than having to rely on muscle which takes which costs energy mm. so there's the, the fluid element and then the strength for me comes after it's kind of a, tr- a triangle pyramid whatever but um and my approach to strength training at the moment is mostly maxic from the 1900s muscle control stuff which is just purely mind muscle connection it's like not what, what you were doing in the gym with the yeah with the with the triceps but uh-huh. there's there's um, there's like a lot of nuances subtleties to to it but it but it's all intuitive and it and it comes but it's his whole approach to to strength training he basically had one of the best strength to body weight ratios. Who's this? Sorry, Maxic. Maxic. Yeah. Right. Ever. Of all time. If you look at his, his, what he could lift and how much he weighed, for me, this is the marker. It's not how much can you lift. It's how much can you lift and compared to your body weight. Sure. That should, for 99% of people, that's what matters. Like only for the strongest man in the world does it matter. Like it doesn't matter what you weigh, who can lift the most. Mm-hmm. But for everyone else, what what do we want? You want to feel good? You want to feel strong? Well, if you're strong compared to your body weight, you will feel strong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you feel light, you feel springy. So he had he was born in the 1900s in Germany, had rickets. He watched other strong men like Eugene Sandow, I think, and or whoever was there at the time. It was around that time. I think he came a bit later. 
and he made a concrete block into a, a dumbbell and his dad smashed it. His dad didn't like him doing it. So then he didn't have anything to work with. He was just in his bedroom and he was just practiced squeezing his muscles, contracting his muscles. And he, he healed himself Jeez. from rickets, became strong, ended up joining the gym when he was old enough and he, he was allowed to. And he was in the lightweight division and he, and he outlifted the heavyweights at the gym because he had such a good mind. All his training he ever did from his childhood was at home, getting that mind-muscle connection. Can I contract that muscle? And then he got to a point where he was like, okay, I can. I feel like I can get stronger. How do I get stronger? Okay, when I contract, say, my bicep, can I relax every other muscle around it? So it becomes precision muscle control. So it's not just, if you, if you tense your bicep, people squeeze, the shoulders involved, the tricep, the forearms involved. Can you squeeze just the bicep? You can try it now if you want. So squeeze the bicep when you just like go everything and then squeeze it where you try and like, can I switch the shoulder off? Oh, that uh-huh. can relax. A li- Even if it's just 2% more, can I relax the tricep? just a little bit can I relax the forearm but keep the bicep on yeah can I relax the lat is the lat involved so it's it's this precision of muscle control it's like mm-hmm. it's like an instrument when you play the guitar do you just put your fingers over all the fingers and strum or do you like precisely press the right ones and let off the other ones and strum it's the same with the bottle so he, he practiced this muscle control where he could turn muscles on and relax the other muscles around it. And he noticed that that made him like even stronger than he was before. Because you think if someone's doing a squat and they just squeeze all of their legs to lift up, well, some of the muscles are antithesis muscles, are working are antagonistic muscles working against you lifting up. So he would he would be able to switch off the muscles working against the muscles that drive it and just focus on the muscles that drive it. Yeah. So it becomes like a chord then, like on, on the guitar and instrument, it's like the, the notes that play together. So for, it's like you do a deadlift. It's like a ham. Uh, it's like a hamstring. Like I call it hamstring major or something. There's like other muscles involved, but the hamstring is the main one that's involved. Or yeah. a squat, you know. There's a bit of that in yoga where you're relaxing and contracting the opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah there is, I talked to Felix about it, and he mm. was saying that is a lot. There's a, there is that. So, but it's it's just mindful. We call it that, but it's like paying attention and just really feeling into the subtleties. Really feeling in, and and having no. Not even in, but just stood on two legs, and so there's not, there's no, no weight in the hand, and it's just, just, you know, you can close your eyes. And he said you only use a mirror to check the contraction, but not to like, because otherwise your mind's going to be in the mirror, and not inside. So, I've been exploring a lot of that at the moment. That's that's not like, I think you then can do. You, I I like to do a little bit of like certain type of calisthenics. I won't go into that now, but with that, I don't think you just do muscle control. But I think that is like such a good foundational starting point for people that that like from school why why don't we build a mind muscle connection why aren't like it's your body it's your if you want to control it i feel like it's made my dance better i've got more control of my dance my rope flow Mm. i feel more fluid i can i feel like yeah i just just from practicing contracting muscles and relaxing others i feel like for for three four months i feel a lot better um in a short time from that so i want to continue to do the maxic for this for the strength work and explore that and Mm. then the stability ball and the balance is fun. Like, you know, trying to stand on a Swiss ball, kneeling on a Swiss ball, sitting on a Swiss ball, lying on your belly on a Swiss ball. Um, I've, I've like, I've made a course out of it. So there's like 30 minute classes of like, do this, try and hold this balance, try and hold this. And it, and it builds up. But children like want to practice their balance, don't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's wide into us for a child to want to somehow it's wide yeah, yeah it's wide 100%. into us and yeah. yet we don't feed that we go them into kick this football against that bunch of other people and it's like this us versus them mm-hmm. from a young age it becomes competitive sport rather than hmm what is yeah what is wide into what, yeah. what do we, you know, let's feed what's nurture what's there and so 
I think balance is a good point. And then and then swinging a rope, it feels good to swing stuff. Swinging kettlebells, it feels good to swing. It's fun. It's like this this elastic bounce that that that's a lot gentler on the joints than like a heavy weight. It's like mm. it's still got some weight to it, but there's like a a rhythm and flow to the kettlebell, you know, and the rope as well. So there's enjoyment. The mind's involved. There's patterns involved. It's more colourful, you know. It's it's. Mm. I think so. So I think I've got a nice approach to the body that I'm excited to deepen my practice with to teach with other people in person and this is what the retreat the footage you see from the retreat that was a, a really heart-opening experience for me because it was like i've been doing this stuff on my own and teaching it online but to do it with a bunch of people and to have these classes and we all just i feel like everyone just enjoyed it like from all levels of people people that don't really move the body much to people that are like athletic and we were all just like practicing these patterns with kettlebells and enjoying it and getting a good sweat on and there's no no looking at the clock or anything like that it's like that's how PE could be, you know. That's how the gym could be, but it, it's not like that for a lot of people, and that doesn't have to be. But um, it feels like it was an exciting discovery, an exciting proof of concept to do it with people and see. So I, I want to teach that and, and play some more. Mm. I feel like you want to get on a Swiss ball now. You know? <laughs> In here, I mean, yeah. In, yeah. <laughs> I saw that thing you shared with them, the guys. Just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got kettlebells. You got your twenty kg up, <laughs> up front. That's a big one. That I is, did buy yeah. a Swiss ball. Did it's you not get the one? thing you can carry in a van. I mean, you've got, you have to carry a No, it's not quick. Yeah, I know. It. I know. That's the thing, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say, so where do you think you find your discipline in like sitting and going in hard on something and like just being patient with it? Like oh, that yeah. for me is inspiring. Like I get a lot from that of like really just going into something hard and like just figuring it out and following that kind of intuitive. Okay, there's something in this. Yeah. Like you're obviously getting feedback and your body's feeling different. So that's like motivation to even go a bit further or yeah or is it tell me if it's <laughs> if it's just that i want to help people and I, I see the the gym situation mm. and i see people doing movement in a way that's actually more detrimental to their health and their bodies do you want me to give the liver king answer or the <laughs> <laughs> people are suffering and i really care about them so yeah i created a system where you can pay me money and you will feel better in yourself no um it's it's it feels like it's my own passion but i feel like where your purpose is and like i do love it when i teach people and i teach children and, and they, they connect with it i feel like really fulfilled after that and mm. i don't know if I think that's healthy, you know. Um, it's definitely healthy, and that's yeah. why I do this as well, so we can do it more. Yeah. There's, there's no harm in getting, like, there's no selfless good deeds. Like, you do a good deed, you feel fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Because you're helping people. Yeah. And, it, and I think. Karmically wired, isn't it? Like yeah, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's the one of those things as well. Positive it's, compensation. Yes. Like, um, yeah, no, I, I do love it. I, I, I do question, like, I remember I used to love drawing Sonic and I don't know if it was my parent or someone made fun of it once and I never drew since and I thought I was a bad drawer. And you know how these things get wired just mm. from childhood. Both my sisters played instruments and I'm going on a tangent here, we'll bring it in. I never played instrument when I was young. I think I tried, it to, I think I tried it out for a choir once and I had a shocking voice and it was just like, I think they were maybe polite but I just could sense that. They, I tried out for a band and sung Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. No, no, no. <laughs> I got a guitar once for like a week maybe and try to this is in like my teens you're not scared to try things i try no but <laughs> i but i was quick to give them up and i just focused on sport focus on sport part of me is like what if tim's not even like my whole journey into biomechanics is all injury driven and i'm actually meant to be a musician but i was injured like 
I was put off from that and I was trying to earn my dad's love with the sports stuff. So I'm like, Tim Sheaf's not even, what if I find out one day? I'm like, not even into the body. It was just all true, you know. Mm. That was just a random tangent I was thinking earlier. I was just like, what if, what if I'm meant to be a musician? Um, maybe you're meant or maybe we're all meant to be musicians. That's what I'm thinking. I think we're all meant to be musicians, right? Yeah. That's just like a side gift from God. It's just uh-huh. like, you can all play a different music, you know. Yeah. But your passion is like, well, some people are definitely like. What you were saying there about the rhythm with a kettlebell and mm. that tapping into that rhythm which feels like innately good mm. rather than just like just kind of rigid and structured linear uh, yeah. yeah linear compound and and just <laughs> yeah, vo- void compound. of like the, the the natural order of things the there's three no, these spherical exactly, like there's joints. no there's no yeah. straight lines out there no. it doesn't exist yeah so like let's move in a way that feels Again, look to the natural world. Look to animals. Mm. There's no rigid movements. Yeah. Not to say there is. There's definitely a place for bi- bilateral sure. training, but it's like maybe a quarter of the training. Yeah. Like less. yeah. Oh well, I was relating that to music. Yeah. In, in yeah. that, when does music feel good? Mm. Like when it's in flow, when it's in rhythm, and our heartbeat sinks to it, and there's like some sort of poetic. Yeah, metronomes situ- don't sound good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. there's so it's, it is. I try to take principles from nature, from what I conceive to be God's laws or God, like, like I say, children is wired to practice and like try to recognize it and where I see that and, that, and it just helps highlight to me how far, where things are out of line and where they are in line mm-hmm. and that it's not a finished product at any means but I feel like just using those principles has helped me to find some stuff that's like, wow, I think this is fun and I think it should be fun. Mm-hmm. Like I put that, I don't know if you saw that, like play is the, is a shortcut to mastery yeah sustainable it's it's so yeah. much more sustainable yeah. right it's like when we play when we learn through play man the memories there the like like there's just so much more of what we absorb the absorption of the soul the souls involved right when it's like so yeah compared to like this rigid you know i know i love books i was gonna say reading of books but like yeah i don't really learn from books as much as i get like inspiration for life but like yeah yeah, but through actually like the immersiveness, that's might be why I've not gone into like the food and stuff because I feel like I want to mm. immerse myself around the culture, but I've not, I've just not seeked it, I guess. But mm-hmm. I think you're doing it, man. I think play is directly connected with creation, creativity, mm. and another thing we probably can't measure as well. well. I mean, we have measured it. We know what play does to the brain, does to the body, does mm. to community. But does beyond that, you mean like, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. creativity. Why is it not in schools more because it's somewhat immeasurable? And it's hard to do that, so it's more about like question answer. Da, da, da. Yeah, it's it's, the, it's just a representation yeah. of where we're at, and uh, yeah. what 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 what's what kind of situation we've got. Like, if you into. judge a fish, what's that quote on how its ability to climb a tree mm. or something like that? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's always going to be rubbish. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, man. Um, so yeah, you're doing your things this month. <laughs> yeah, you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, try it's an experiment. Yeah, we're trying. I'll put the links to that. Cool, thanks. Yeah, so if anyone, it's I'm doing it free. I'm gonna come to, come join. You're gonna come for yeah. it, yeah. Come for yeah. Donation base. I would, I paid two fifty for the venue for a month, um, for those sessions. So if I can cover my costs, I want to. Ke- I'll keep doing it, and then obviously I'd want to make a living as well. But absolutely. But it's not desperate for it right now. Well, so. I think is there a way to donate like after the session? Yeah, I'm gonna have like. Because I think that will be a, quite a cool. I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or anything. I'm like, but do you know what I mean? Because people will pay a certain amount, and then they'll go to the session. They'll get so much from it, and then they'll leave thinking I probably should have paid more. Yeah, I think I'll have like 
a hat or something in the <laughs> like corner of the room. And just Get like someone on the guitar in the yeah, corner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, like just a PayPal in the backs, like sure. bank transfer or something. If people put put cash, is fine as well. Um, but, yeah. But if they want to, but yeah, it's not. I'm gonna. It's a tough line because it's like, how much do I say? This is literally like, and I think these are the important stuff to discuss, right? Because I'm like making the flyer and I'm like, cost, donation. Cost, free brackets donation, <laughs> like because if you say cost donation, then everyone feels obligated to pay. But so then there's even like, I felt like I was still putting my my intention on them that I wanted them to feel obligated to pay. So I made it cost free, but then I also have to make them know that donations will help. You know, mm. so I did yeah cost free because I want to be able to promote it as a free workshop because okay. it is yeah you know I also want to cover my cost, but I wanted to promote it as a free. So it's like trying to keep integrity with it but and then also recognize that like the purpose is that like yeah if someone like if someone can come and they're a student or they're not willing to pay or they've not got the money that's completely fine mm-hmm. this is what the sacred economic stuff or whatever or the gift economy is it's like or maybe it's not i don't i've not fully delved into it but it's letting price is never this is something i've been thinking a lot about lately is price is never the price equality i call it price equality price is never the same for two people even yeah. if we earn yeah. the same money, yeah. it means different things. It to means me, completely yeah. different things. What it's yeah, worth not, to someone, that, yeah. what what your cost of living is to my cost of living. Even yeah. if we earn the same money, you, you're you know have a, like someone could have a relationship, have a partner they live with their hat in a, in a in a cheap house. Someone might be living on their own in an expensive house and earn the same amount of money. Yeah, what the value they get out of it. Yeah. So cost is never equal to two people. So it's letting the the consumer dictate the cost. But also, it's you putting yourself out on a ledge because when we're not educated, if if this isn't a common thing in well, society, people start to question it. Right? It's like, was well, he hiding? Why is he doing it for free? That it's not worth it. Something's free. It's not worth. People uh-huh. really have a feeling that I've no, free, I put, put on some free stuff and no one. Twelve people signed up. No one showed up. That's that's yes. <laughs> so here's the question, right? <laughs> they need skin in the game. Skin in the yeah. Skin in the game. It's the exchange. No, but that's but then there's, that's us meeting there. It's true. There's, there's God gave us everything for free, uh-huh. and it's just on, you know. And so we're we're somewhat playing the game. It doesn't that, that doesn't mean that it's not worth it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you're right. It's interesting, but that's also. For I you think to, it's. But how did you feel like when no one showed well, up? Well, I've, I've I've had to rewrite this story with money. Money's yeah. Money's this. Story so that was a chance have. for you to to feel something then. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely did. But it's like my own worth. Like this is worth. It was a, the exchange is money. Mm. Um, and or we did it matter to you like if one person showed up I want people on the dance floor yeah I want yeah, people there yeah, I don't yeah. care how they get there yeah I want people there it's yeah. like the men's work with the retreats yeah and it's I'm facing similar situation because I would love to charge you one amount and someone else another amount based on what they earn yeah, what they get for sure yeah. but there's it's, it's complex so a sliding scale is what I'm introducing so there's yeah. like this is the minimum this is the maximum yep. and anywhere in between is okay. Yeah. Pay what you feel. That's that's yeah. a way to do it. But also like s- there is an energy for me around doing things and saying it's free. I, I have a story around no one will value it and there needs to be some exchange mm. of some monetary. That's what, when I say this to people, that's what everyone comes back to me with. Yeah. And I think that is a, a common injury with us. And, it, and it's not to say it's not true that most people see it that way. Mm. That doesn't mean that it's not valuable as fuck and that if you like back it and enough people yeah like, well yeah it depends where you're at yeah yeah if it's true because if people know you and know of you already if they're coming into you straight away mm. they might have their preconceptions of what that means 
But if they it's, know, like, I, yeah. look, do you know what I mean? Like, I know, listen to this man, podcast it's, it's, and then you'll <laughs> know why it's free and know that you're going to well, get value. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's the chance to educate people then. I've got a, one of my friend, uh, Anna, who lives in Brighton. She was, uh, was on Divine Truth and actually uh, emailed me about it prior. But there's a few people in the UK that are into Divine Truth. And she owns a, a vegan sushi restaurant in Brighton. I think they've got two of them now. And she did pay what you, she does pay what you feel at a restaurant at a restaurant yeah and she had it open scale to zero yeah like what like what an inspiration that was yeah. but people would come in they'd buy three sushi rolls give her three pound and they're worth like seven eight quid each or ten maybe. so she, so she had a question herself and she's now put a lower cap on it um so people can't completely take the piss and at least at least covers her, her cost but she had a she did put it on the wall she had a big thing it said um this is how much it costs this is what we suggest people because they have a suggested price i think yeah 50% of people uh paid no 25% of people paid suggested price 25% of people paid over the suggested price and 50% of people paid under the suggested price mm. but th- 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 but she fully takes responsibility as it's her emotion for her attraction of what bring money brings into the business mm. which is that you know that's a tough thing to but she's but to, to look at people yeah. to go you can do it you've got to face your own fears yeah it's like okay what's this telling you, you know? about you where are you blocked where yeah are you exactly blocked? what's it telling you yeah. about yourself but then it's like how much you know not a lot of people that i know would have time for that conversation <laughs> Yeah, it's hard because we've very got injuries mm. around our injuries around money and our fear of scarcity, our lack of confidence mm. in abundance, mm. and and it's very much promoted in our faces. But some of us are going to have to be the ones to <laughs> to crack it and it, uh, experiment. And I feel that's what yeah. you're going to learn a lot from just doing it this way. Yeah, and there'll be some things that don't work and some things that do. So yeah, yeah, just refining. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> could get rich man <laughs> if you got rich and you did it that way how good would you feel like well, you know yeah I mean? well then you know it is if you, you never asked for a penny and gave everything because you fucking love what you do mm. and you made a million like what would you feel like mm. that would be the most fulfilling million anyone's ever made then like and you'd be you'd spend it in a loving way as well right because you're mm. getting it in a loving way and it's I think that's the power of gift. Haven't Patagonia done this recently? They just they signed. They did something. They they sold. Put everything to charity. Shares to charity. Yeah, is that what it is? Yes, he did something huge. Yeah, Uh, Yvonne Chenu or something. Uh Yeah, I I didn't fully follow it, but yeah, something signed to the earth. They said, but then all the all the skeptic in me was like, well, something's well, all the (laughs) yeah, all the leftists said it was his getting out of tax. Yeah, (laughs) dodge which someone's always going to. I believe it. Like course there's going to be some mm. billionaires who feel so unfulfilled and they just choose that hopefully there will think, be some yeah you'd think that or sons of billionaires or you don't know how they could get indoctrinated so young but mm. um yeah but world feels weird right now eh? like the online space feels weird like if it, there's a there's been a shift like some yeah. shift is a oh, there's a shift in well yeah bring it back to food but like how we are viewing food now veganism mm. there's a shift there that's how oh, yeah, it's yeah. really rippling out mm. and uh yeah there, there's that going on did you want to talk about that <laughs> you no, we don't, have to, <laughs> no okay. we don't have to i think it's important I've, do you know what it's one thing that i've not talked about much as food mm. with my online mm. stuff because i know that everyone has their own 
reality and, and perception of it, which is fine. But for me, it's just I. D- I'm on my own journey with it. It gets messy, I think, for me quite quick um, when you start talking about it. And then, I don't know. I just think it's a messy messy subject for me to, to, to go into. I would never, like, just reject questions. But it's it's just something that I just haven't found relevant to talk <laughs> about. Or maybe there's something there, you know. But I guess it's just that people are so identified with the way of living yeah. and food is so important to everyone. So yeah. it's, it's not, I, I honestly, I purely don't think it's a, a win on my part or, or some sort of fear I've got. Mm. It's purely that everyone's got their own journey with it. And it, that everyone, that the identity that some people have around it is, uh, is really can be challenging to, f- yeah. It's quite religious for people. Isn't yes. It? it can be quite, um, but I, th- but I think there's also that wave of like, the self-righteous diet diet like i've been there with veganism um you know you've got liver king and the carnivore movement and all that stuff is like but i think there's this softening on the other side of it of all of us who have been through it and we're as confused sure. as ever all like yeah. sure, you know yeah so i think there is a wave of us that have come, gone in and come out of that self-righteous and maybe we maybe this happens every generation but i don't know with the internet mm. it feels more open at the moment but it does yeah but i think there is like the life is just humbling Life humbled me with my dietary stuff, so I'm the same. Like, can't. Yeah. Well, it proves to yourself that we we are, and COVID did this as well, right? Mm. That our biases really are so embedded in us, mm. in our, and we see things through such a like. If we're open to just check ourselves, and I started chatting to a lot of people I didn't disagree with, as I'm sure a lot of people did, but I actively sought it out and I actively wanted to like challenge myself by with the COVID stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think it's the same with food. It's like, well, how well do you know yourself and how how much can you just surrender to the fact that you don't know and you're just doing your best with what mm. you've got? Mm. Like, that's okay. And just to lean into that more often because you can just start shouting about stuff and not and you're <laughs> not able to listen or see from someone else's yeah. point of view. Mm. Mm. We won't get to COVID. So. <laughs> we don't need to go into COVID. It's whether I want to go into food. I'm like, go start somewhere. Um, well, because Divine Truth just gave me, like, helped me see another angle on food that I didn't, that I hadn't thought of. That like, okay, share, share, share a little bit. Just of briefly, yeah. yeah. Well, because I was still trying to solve things. I was vegan, didn't feel good. Tried a lot of things. Came to ate meat. Felt better when I ate meat. Um, I feel like my digestion works better. I feel like I absorb more of the nutrients. Whatever it is, I feel like more charge from the food when i eat it but i'm currently eating vegetarian i have been for about a year now um because it's we all know that when we're when we're stressed when we have certain emotions our digestion doesn't work as well but but i hadn't at all connected it to like my emotional injuries of of, you know we get liver issues kidney issues whatever it is i was born my mom said i was born yellow which is jaundice which is liver which is anger if you look into chinese medicine wow my mum's got a lot of anger a lot of anger at men so i absorbed that in the womb come out yellow they put me under a light for three days so i'm like born yeah so i don't know some real childhood stuff i got to go through but i i've um i've got pretty bad toenails like i'll show you in a bit but they're pretty bad and that's i think that's linked to liver as well they say liver manifests in the toenails as in color or they're yellow and they're quite uh just jagged and just uh-huh. not nice and so that's liver which is linked you can say it linked to anger and so my liver maybe doesn't function as efficiently as 
a perfectly you know a, a younger person's liver or somebody who's not got those same emotional in- injuries I've got so the kidney will have the heart will have an effect from from sadness whatever it's grief um the org- uh, is it the lungs that is grief but you know the Chinese medicines they, they've mapped it pretty well I, I think I, I concede to what they they've shared um, with the organs and what emotions they're each linked to and so that side of it is like huh so I've got this emotions that I've not processed yet that I need to work through that you know the law of attraction could help me to get to but it's affecting my digestion when I eat meats they I can I feel like I digest them better so maybe the more I am able to align with love the more I'm able to process my negative emotions and I'm able to feel more loving and be more loving and all that stuff my my organs will align with a diet that is maybe more loving so I could eat a vegan diet and not feel as much suffering so then the choice becomes for me now is like Mm -hmm. do I eat that diet anyway because it's more loving thing to do and just feel the discomfort of that that I felt with that diet with my joints whatever it is or do I eat the meat and just neglect that and so that's like because if I'm eating vegan and feeling not as good that's a chance for me to feel the emotions connected to it. I mean there's just mm. <laughs> there's so many it's soul mechanics right but there's so many ways to, to play I with that the biology of belief plays into this big time uh, how, and what the really, Bruce Lipton stuff yeah just just how we shape our internal word for what we believe and how that affects our system. But you can't intellectually choose your beliefs, right? No. It's, it just happens at a soul, at a heart level. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree that it's a factor, but know, then it's like you know navigating. I mean? Your relationship to, to what you say believe is but, healthy for but you. But I believed veganism was healthy, trust me. <laughs> I believed in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And and it didn't work. Yeah. But because because I was still playing like on this plane and not on the soul plane i was doing i was doing the biomechanics the physical stuff not the soul mechanics so it's like this emotional understanding is just it basically it's just as simple as this it's like huh maybe veganism doesn't feel good for me but that's because of my my stuff and my organs aren't functioning fully the way to make them function better is to, to deal with the emotions connected to them then it can function better then i can align and i can i can thrive better on that diet but then it's just the chicken and the egg. Which way round do I want to do it? Mm. You know, and but uh, but that's why I'm not like preaching veganism. But I do now at the moment believe like that is a more loving thing to do. Like I don't want to kill it. I I I don't want to kill a cow. I couldn't kill a cow. But yeah. when I believed that humans were meant to, I just thought that's not my role. That's not my responsibility. Mm. And I feel healthier. Therefore, because I feel healthier, so I had that belief. Mm. Like it's how you want to look at it. I believe I feel better when I eat meat. So therefore, humans are meant to eat meat. But it might have just been that diet was more of a crutch to the state of my in the insides of me yeah you know yeah. it really does depend on what else you're doing you know like yes don't kill that or, or like participate in, in the slaughtering of certain animals but then what okay you've you've made the choice but I, eat fi- I could eat fish easier like i don't f- i yeah. didn't feel as bad for the fish uh-huh but then now i'm in a place where i'm like I don't want to do any of it. I don't want to feel shitty. I want to feel to, mm. but I always come back to like the health of the planet is really only equivalent to the health of us. Like, yeah, you know, like there is some, like if we're not feeling like there is no one diet, like it really just depends on so many different factors. Mm. So just saying that I feel if we're not in full, in full like health and there's, it's not even a state you can arrive in, right? It's just a constant kind of, Toing and throwing. I only know balance as I swing past it. I like that quote. There you go. There's yeah. another one. <laughs> um, 
we're not well it's not quotes <laughs> we're <laughs> never balanced we're never balanced we're balancing yeah okay yeah, yeah, similar, yeah. yeah, very, yeah nice. um but it's yeah so that's how like how's it so interesting i always thought i was it's like oh he died at 46 he was a healthy person no there's not you can't be healthy it's like yeah. a state yeah 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 um yeah. yeah you go on holiday and you do all the crazy stuff you do and you come back and you, and you get sick yes because you weren't you know that you were clear yeah yeah but um i guess back to a point the the health of us like <laughs> ultimately we want to live in a healthy world and if we're not thriving within it then that's just like the same in a way but mm. you know we're kind of trying to look after the planet but if you're suffering because of that it's not like there's the, the, an imbalance there but i understand yeah. that uh, there's no argument it's nuanced, yeah. there's no argument for ha ha there is suffering and um there's no healthy way to eat consume eggs there's just no argument for me yeah. i've looked into it and it's there's there's suffering there yes, <laughs> that's the one that i still eat as well <laughs> yeah i do i do i do yeah it's yeah. interesting though yeah. and i'm happy to be kind of a hypocrite eating eggs yeah knowing that i want to um, be some sort of spoken active active person doing um i guess this kind of work and speaking about it but there is no like yes adopt the hens cool but at mm. some point there's going to be yeah. okay we need some more hens or yeah. when you're taking those eggs away okay they're going to lay it again because you've took them away it's like there's mismatch yeah. there it's not in alignment mm. really um for me raising an animal and killing it and or going out hunting and killing mm. it is is more ethical than raising chick putting chickens in a cage and mm. taking their eggs mm. and i don't think there's an, a, a right argument for that um but there's all these because i've gone down these paths and i i was it's nuanced i was sure. i was vegan for you know I'd, I'd ask for the vegan menu i wouldn't say yeah. i was vegan yeah because i knew i didn't want to pigeonhole especially when you're out yeah. myself but yeah it's then people label you so it doesn't really matter what you call yourself because people <laughs> will call you anyway yeah so yeah but now I am eating eating meat, and I feel instantly in my body how it it, it lands in me, and I just I just feel well. I, mm. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a a visceral feeling mm. of like satiated. Yeah, I know that feeling for sure. But for for how long and what season is that in? And <laughs> and, and you know like there's this all yeah. these. But it's it's that that thing where we choose pleasure over love. You know, we mm. most humans are operating on this pain pleasure, and so we seek pleasure and avoid pain, rather than operating from loving and unloving. And sometimes, and I, and I know, it might seem like short term to be suffering, but like the loving choice might make you feel less comfortable. Mm. But it might be the more loving thing to do, and in the long run, the cl you get clarity on yeah. that. You know, I, I only think you can do that if you are growing your own food. I think. It's yeah. do you know what I mean? That of course there's there's a spectrum mm. and we can go in a better direction. Yeah. But I think unless you are growing your own food, like it's just it it gets really <laughs> messy. Yeah. You know? It's hard, man. It's Oh, it's it's a, it's a complex thing. Yeah. 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 We can park food there. We can <laughs> <laughs> But it's it is, it's a it's a fascinating topic. Yeah, I don't want to go too deep in No, it's it's a good topic and I think we're able to have quite a open convert that needs to be had actually, because mm. I think most conversations about food are set in stone, whichever opinion they've got, you know. Well you can find so much evidence for everything, you know. You yeah. can find you can go down a rabbit hole and yeah. justify anything. We're looking to prove stuff rather than to get the truth of stuff. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And then we're also operating, like you say, like 
I don't know, I feel like nature's always a reflection of us. So the higher we're, we're the guardians of this place, so the more we can grow and love ourselves, the more that will reflect that, mm. you know? Which will, yeah. Which will, so the evidence will change. Because we go, oh, well, nature's cruel. Sure. Sharks eat things, lions eat that. It's like, yeah. well, we're pretty cruel. It's like, well, they do it, so we try to justify it by them, but they could just yeah. be reflecting our own, sure. you know, yeah. cruelties. Of, yeah, which yeah. reflects some things you've all talked about in this yeah. conversation, right? Um, I th the one other thing I'm drawing on at the moment is like is, is just being a part of it and participating in that like feet on the ground hands in the soil mm. and just really trying to cause I think a lot of health is also directly correlated to how much time we are away from like you know further away from nature you get the, the more unhealthy you become definitely in definitely, all, in all yeah. situations so really yeah. it's like whenever you are in a healing health crisis or something just really go in and immerse yourself in that as diverse as possible environment and like go out and just seek that 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 be amongst the trees, be in the wilderness, seek solitude and mm. be a part of it. And that and then and then you'll you'll find things that way, like I think more than anything. More than like changing diets and doing this. It's it's really like yeah. where are you spending where is your organism? Like you are a combination of what you breathe, touch and eat. And those mm. breathing and touching things, like it's so a part of mm. like the an talking about the animals, it's like are we just eating consuming or are we you know have we got any relationship with the animal yeah like that's a part of the conversation of like yeah i eat meat yeah. like you, you eat it you consume it you don't participate in it and that's as much as the health of you as as thinking like eating it is healthy it's like it's so much bigger than that that's literally what mark boyles in the book i was reading yesterday was just literally just sum that up he just said the foot the more steps removed we are from it mm. the less appreciation we have for it yeah that's, I think exactly what you're saying there. Like yeah. The more steps removed from the process of the animal or from nature, the more yeah. Less appreciation we have for it. Like yeah. vegetarian again. <laughs> <laughs> Madness. All oh right, man. beautiful man. Thanks for yeah the extended pod. It's no worries, beautiful. man. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. I think now we can go. Although we wouldn't talk about anything we wouldn't talk about <laughs> here, but we go carry on the conversation out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely, man. Amazing. Thank you, brother. Thanks, Chris. I'm sure people will find you as well, wherever they need to. Yeah, however, yeah. Tim Sheaf, Tim Sheaf, you'll find it. Yeah, beautiful. Wear the rope. Thank That's you, it. man. Thanks Appreciate you. Yeah, no problem. You too, man.